0: Sales. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's gone, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts we want you to be better informed to help make this a better nation. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How hey, are you? Hey, Herman. The poll in hours This is this is the latest one? When did it come out?
1: Uh, the the latest poll uh, in the presidential race on the GOP side, the Quinnipiac University poll that came Quinnipiac, out this morning. Yes. And what's interesting, you know, you know how I don't like to talk about individual polls, but we've Correct. been getting a, a sense from people in Iowa on the ground that uh, Ben Carson is slipping there. And you know, we had that spate of polls where he got ahead of Trump, and you know, Trump didn't like it. And then we've seen maybe Ben Carson come back a little. So. If you compare these two Quinnipiac polls, one from now, one from about a month ago, Donald Trump is up five. He's leading again at 25, though it's within the margin of error. Not with Ben Carson, though. It's Ted Cruz who jumped 13 points in Iowa while Ben Carson dropped 10. Marco Rubio stayed the same. Jeb Bush dropped a point down to four. So. Trump and Cruz now one two in Iowa. I think a lot of people do sort of feel like that Cruz is the one who is on the move in Iowa, has done a lot of organizing, has gotten some important endorsements lately. The evangelical voters may be switching from Carson to Cruz at this point in time. So that's something to watch again. Look for trends, and we'll see if Cruz starts bumping up in other Iowa polls as well. Now, of course, it begs the question, Herman, you don't want to peak too early, right? Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I just think that Carson has started to struggle in the last couple of weeks and that the, the aftermath of the Paris attacks and the focus on foreign policy has not been that kind to him either.
0: Yeah. The, the, the worst that I hear from people after the Paris attacks relative to Trump and Cruz and Rubio they're more forceful than Ben Carson. Yeah.
1: Look, I think, you know, Trump, we've discussed this. What what I'm fascinated by Trump is Trump gets the need to distill his thoughts down into one line. You know, we're going to bomb the living daylights out of them to paraphrase them, you know, paraphrase what he says. <laughs> you know, but but seriously, you know you know what I mean, Herman? It's, yeah. it's like 999. Let's get down to it. You distilled that thought into something and it became a rallying cry, a focus. And Trump is able to do that very well. I think he understands the need to be focused and to have a couple buzzwords. Ben Carson is very, very smart. A lot of people like him. But I don't get the sense that he ignites people in the way that Trump does. Now, Ted Cruz also is very good. Uh, I mean, uh, at at times, I remember seeing him the first time in front of a big crowd and somebody called me and asked me, well, what was it like? I said, well, he was levitating in front of the crowd. And and, and Cruz (laughs) has that ability. And he's done a lot of organizing work on the ground in Iowa. I still think that Cruz has a problem with the Mason-Dixon line and sort of the industrial states of the Midwest and up in the Northeast, but we'll see what happens. Let's get through uh, first things first, and that is he seems to be surging in Iowa right now, so we'll see where that goes. Look for more, more polls yeah. out of Iowa in coming days. Now,
0: relative to Cruz, I have heard him speak before he was elected senator. I've heard him speak after that. I've heard him speak since he's been run for president. I have... Uh, uh, and And the thing, and I have been on a program where he and I and Brian Kilmeade and some others spoke. It was an event that we were doing for the radio station down in either Jacksonville or Orlando. He understands the power of the soundbite and the one liner. And yeah. during the debate, sometimes he pulls it off very well. But I can tell, and some people can tell when he has sort of. Funk it up ahead of time, if you know what I mean. And, no, I know and, what you mean. And yeah, people are onto that, but he does understand the power of that one-liner. And uh, but he also, people also recognize once you get past that, just like with Trump, if you get past the tone, they also know that the guy is up on the stuff. He's sharp. He's intellectually, you know, uh, deep in terms of some of his stuff. And Ben's answers sometimes. And this is look, I like them all. They get too intellectual. Yep. And Main Street USA isn't interested in an intellectual line being fed to you from the media. So no, I think th-
1: they that want they want the him. 11 second snappy bite. You know what yep. I mean? They want to hear how you can distill it down. And I know everybody says, well, we don't like soundbite politics and everything yeah. like that. You know what, though? It makes your point, and it makes it in a very focused way. And I I think there's a lot to be said, too, for somebody that that gets you going, that inspires you. And look, different people are inspired in different ways. And Ben Carson certainly still has a good chunk of support. What we're also seeing, and there's a new Gallup uh, poll that's out today that shows the favorability ratings for both Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz are going up and getting much closer to Ben Carson's as well. I still think a lot of people here in D.C. think that Rubio and Cruz are the ones to watch right now. Uh, Trump is not going to go away. But if you sort of game it out and think, if you're the establishment, how do you stop Trump? Well, you stop him first by Cruz winning in Iowa, and then you see whether or not Rubio can win in New Hampshire, or somebody else for that matter. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Again, very, very early, but let's just note that we are seeing a bump up for Cruz in Iowa and a pullback for Carson in a number of polls. Maybe it's just a short-term thing. We'll have to wait and see.
0: Let me ask you this, based upon your decades of experience in Washington. If you look at the fact that we have another Republican debate coming up on the 15th of December, and that's, there would not be much activity between that and after the first of the year, what yep. usually happens during that Christmas lull well, Any change or does a lot happen?
1: No, I think usually it just sort of freezes. That's what I thought. Um, unless somebody does something or there's some outside news story that's a big deal. Yeah. For the most part, let's face it, most of us uh, reach up and turn off the knob in our heads on news for yeah. that Christmas period. You know, you just you don't pay as much attention. Now... What you cannot do as a candidate or as a campaign is take that time off over Christmas. You've got to keep up your work, and it's always a test, and it will show you who has the better organizations, who can try to take advantage of some of that and still do some things during that time. Uh, thankfully, what I think it was 2008 when we had the, I want to say the Iowa caucus was the second or something like that of January. Uh, at least we're not doing that. So you yeah. uh, will have February 1st is the caucus. That's going to be a pretty big run then from New Year's all the way to there. And Better. here's one thing. What if, and I'm serious about this, what if Iowa makes its way to the college football playoff and then to the national championship? Uh, that's going to take a big chunk of oxygen out of the state of Iowa that otherwise would go to politics. And you got to think about how you can take advantage of that as well to get attention
0: for your kids. Wait county. a minute. When is the championship game being played? Uh,
1: the I think the uh, the national, let's see, the, uh, the the semifinals are on New Year's Day. Uh, or New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve. And then right. I want to say the title game is like the 11th, I want to say, on a Monday. Okay. I could be wrong about that, but it's it's in the first half of January. So it, it's, seriously, I know it sounds crazy, but if I was in that, I mean, that's a huge event that uh, then you're going to have to find a way to deal with because
0: there'll be a lot of people obviously focused on it, that. It, it's not crazy, Jamie. They are not going to be paying attention to political ads, okay? Or if you need I, to get your ads on that if, broadcast. Uh, here's, the that would, uh, here's the other thing that I would be saying. If, as long as Iowa is in the hunt, and they're one of the final hands. four, you better be at that game. You know, I don't care you, where it is. I don't better, know where the games are somebody. this year,
1: but you travel and go to it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And if they make it to the the big dance of the final for the national championship, you better be at that game. And you better become an Iowa fan real quick Well, the and big get Ten you an Iowa sweatshirt. Sh-
1: the Big Ten championship game is in Indianapolis, I want to say. And uh, so that would be something. If I was in that, you better be there as well. I mean, you know, uh, people may be laughing at this, but I'm serious. No. I, I, I've seen too many, uh, too many Democrats and Republicans ignore football over the years. I always think it's an easy way for you to get out there, be seen, get a news story about you, and do something. So. Now, on other stuff, I'm um, just looking up at the screen here next to me and seeing the live shot from the East Room of the White House, where we're going to have a news conference in a few minutes between President Obama and the French President, Francois Hollande. Uh, Hollande here on, in, in the midst of what I would only call a diplomatic blitz. He had the British uh, Prime Minister in Paris yesterday for talks in the aftermath of the Paris attacks. He's here at the White House today. He'll be back in Paris to meet with the German Chancellor tomorrow. And then on Thursday, he goes to meet, he, Hollande, goes to uh, Moscow to meet with Vladimir Putin. Now, the Putin thing, we cannot ignore what's going on today over along the border of Syria and Turkey with the Turks shooting down a Russian warplane. Uh, the Russians already threatening to respond to that. And, you know, it makes you a little nervous as to what all of this could possibly spur in the long term. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the Turks are a NATO ally. Uh, NATO is having an emergency meeting in Brussels at this hour right now. And you don't want to take too far of a step, but you also have to sort of lay this out and say, you know, this little thing going on in Syria right now with the Russians, the U.S. and the Turks, hopefully it's not going to spill over into
0: something bigger. I got you. What do you think coming out of the meeting between Hollande and President Obama?
1: Uh, the White House yesterday, every time reporters in the briefing asked, well, what else is the U.S. going to do militarily? The answer was, well, you know, other nations can step up and help out. So the U.S., do, the White House does not seem interested in Hollande coming over here and saying, hey, we need to set up a a uh, a coalition of countries to go against the Islamic State because the, the Obama administration would say, well, we already got a coalition. Except that it's obvious that Hollande and others think that that coalition is not doing enough militarily, and they'd like to do more. I don't think, now maybe I'm going to be dead wrong, but I don't think that we're going to hear the president uh, set out any new ground for any major increase in U.S. military action. Instead, it may be the French, but of course... Uh, This 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 Turkish situation today uh, then makes it more difficult to involve the U.S. and the Russians together. And really, that's the juggling act here for the French president is how do you get the U.S. and the Russians on board together when they have such different views on what should go on in Syria?
0: Now, a NATO country does not rule out military means to help defend another NATO country, but they're not obligated, correct? Well,
1: we're not obligated, right. but the, the old line is, you know, if, if one of you is attacked, then all of you are attacked at the same time. Yeah. You can invoke what is Article 5 of the NATO Charter to ask for uh, defense. Now, you know, usually we looked at that as it would be Russian aggression. Uh, the, the question, of course, both sides, the, the Russians say their jet was not in the airspace of Turkey. The Turks say it was. And so, uh, you know, we'll just see what the response of the Russians is going to be to that. But obviously, you have to think of Vladimir Putin. He is not exactly one to just forgive and forget.
0: Oh, no. How about it takes him about 48 hours to start bombing the beep-beep out of somebody.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what some are worried about, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm worried about it, you know, whether or not it's the right thing to do or not. But that's exactly what some of them are going to be doing. And so, well, Jamie... You have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, Herman. Enjoy yourself. We look forward to talking to you and try to turn off that knob in your head on politics at least.
1: Unfortunately, I don't
0: think that's gonna happen, but I'll see buddy. We'll Well, see you later. I, I got a homework assignment for you. And that would be read those two thousand two hundred and twenty regulations that Obama is going to issue on Friday so you can give us a recap. on. Uh,
1: don't laugh. I would think we might have uh, <laughs> signing statements, vetoes, regulations Friday. Yeah, it's not two Black Friday. Some might call it Black Friday man. for a different
0: reason. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, You're listening to the Herman Kane show.